Hey, Rachel, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for calling in. Uh, of we're course. all well over here. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you guys today? Oh, pretty good. Not too bad. Just um, waiting for the world to open back up. You know? Yeah, we're getting oh. answers, too. I mean, we're going on walks. You know, we're definitely, you know, coming together as a family and doing puzzles and playing board games and watching movies and learning new uh, food nice. recipes. But, yeah, we can't wait to get back out there. So the big question everyone's asking everyone is, what are you doing to keep yourself busy and entertained? Um, man, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I'm just spending this time trying to figure out what I can do with all the lads when they get back, um, you know, uh, active again. And... Um, just trying to think of a couple of things for my own personal career. But for the most part, I'm stuck sitting watching Netflix. I'm Netflixed out. I'm like, there's nothing else for me to watch. I think I've watched everything, including the ones with subtitles. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> so so of, all the, of all the Netflix you've watched recently, is there anything you could recommend? Oh, my God. Zero, zero, zero. I think that's on Amazon Prime. It is unbelievable. It's really, really good. And it's like, it's the it's story of, um, like, it's a drug story, but it's the story of, a, like, a shipment of drugs and the journey that it takes and all the people involved and all the school duggery and all that kind of stuff is brilliant. It's, I was riveted. I couldn't stop watching it. It's absolutely brilliant. So it's called Zero, Zero, Zero. Yeah, it's really, really good. And I think they're going to do it again. I think they're going to have it. It's almost going to be like um, uh, like Narcos. It's like Narcos Europe type of deal. That's what it is. It's it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. I find mm. myself going back to a lot of 90s martial arts movies, like Steven Seagal stuff, right. Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, The Best right. of the Best is one. Lately. And for whatever reason, I just find myself, like, going back to, like, my childhood and my teenage years when I was like enjoying all these martial art films and they actually hold up pretty good, even though they didn't have technology and cell phones and all this kind of stuff. And yes, right. they are dated for sure. They're absolutely dated, but they hold up pretty good in the soundtracks. The soundtracks. Right. Well, well that's it. The soundtracks. Up. Yeah, exactly. I found myself, uh, just, in a couple of, uh, of tunes that I've been hearing lately like oh my god i haven't heard that one in forever so you know i've been like downloading some stuff but uh i i stumbled on a steven seagal movie the one when he was on the ship and uh i was cracking up just laughing thinking this dude is gonna take over an entire ship with a nuke on it you know it's like what the hell we need him right now to get rid of bloody covid it's like the only him rambo and uh chuck norris i think they're the only people that could help us right now like, for me, it's like, here's what's up. Steven Seagal at the front line of defense with Chuck Norris having his back <laughs> with John Rambo to clean it all up. That's a dynamic oh, John, yeah, right there. Yeah, 100%. John Rambo, he would just take care of all of it. There's nothing we had, we would have to do, just sit back and be like, Rambo's got it. It's all good. You know, we're, we're, we're in safe hands. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I enjoy all those kind of movies. I, I got caught watching... Uh, and I talk all kinds of shite about it as well, is um, Taken. And I got caught watching it 
all three of them the other day, and I was like, oh, you two-faced bitch. You're watching Flipping Taken. And I talk all kinds of crap about it. I think it's the cheesiest <laughs> movie ever. And, I'm, and there I was, just watching it. I'm like, what am I doing? That's ridiculous. I was... I was uh, ashamed of myself for like the first 10 minutes and then I, I was over it and carried on watching. So. I <laughs> think all these type of movies are guilty pleasures. They just bring you I in. I think so too. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, definitely. They just, yeah, they just bring you in and then once once you're sucked in, you got to see them all. Like I did it with Lethal Weapon about a month ago. and I, I had to, I started with the first one and then these are great right. movies. And then I just yeah. had to finish it. I'm like, I, I can't right. just stop it. And yeah, I did it with the yeah, Cobra Kai series, which I've already seen twice, you know, season right. one and two. Had to do it again, you know. Now I'm doing it with Sopranos. Like, it's like these guilty pleasures that just bring you yeah. in and you have to yeah. complete them, you know. You and do. We were talking yep. about, yeah. And we were talking about soundtracks, you know, the 80s, man. The one that stands out the most is Rocky IV. I mean, yeah. is there ever a more inspiring, like, yeah. soundtrack from the 80s yeah. that just gets pumped? I love Rocky Four. <laughs> I mean, how many people run to, like, you know, the songs from Rocky Four, Hearts on Fire, you know, In the Burning yeah. Heart, No yeah. Out. When you hear those songs, it takes you to a place, you know. Yeah. Even, like, the, yeah. the war scene when Rocky faces Trago in the final yeah. scene. And, well, you know, the music comes in, and I think that was a 15-rounder they did back then. And it's just <laughs> epic. It's intense. You know, I tell you what I run to. It's funny that yeah. the because um, I run up this hill. There's a hill by my house that I run up, and um, it's pretty damn steep. It's it's gnarly. It's, we call it Vomit Hill. It's horrible. But I run. I was watching one of the PBC fights, and they have a a, a song at the end. Um, crap, I forgot its name now. Something fighter, but I'll find it and I'll tell you. But it's a great song. It's cheesy as all hell. And I listen to that, and I'm just like going up the hill, like, yeah, I could do it. You know, the doing running up Vomit Hill to a PBC song. It's it just doesn't even. Uh, it's crazy, you know. It's like you got to be there to believe it, you know. It's crazy. There's so. two songs that come to mind from your story you're talking about. Uh, the Contender, remember the television show? Yeah. Speaking of Stallone, and then also the HBO championship boxing world championship boxing scene back in the day like right you know at the hbo championship boxing scene man when that came in at the height the peak of hbo like it yeah. popped off and you knew like as soon as it pops you're like yes i'm gonna get me some jim lamley <laughs> some larry merchant right george foreman and you're pumped oh and you're gonna watch some oh, more yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah it's and amazing it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it yeah, I just found the song. It's called Last One Standing by War okay. Hall. It is, it is so good. It's a good song. It's, uh, and again, it's cheesy, but it gets you going. You know, it gets me through the last, you know, two miles of what I need to be doing every morning at 4.30. So, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's just funny. That's what it's all about. It's that little extra pep. I'm checking it out as soon as we get off this interview. Yeah. Um, I'm going to write to my uh, YouTube account, get in there and check this thing out. So speaking of music, um, you know, you're heavily involved in music. You have family that was involved in music. Would you mind telling us a little bit about, like, your yeah. um, your music experience? Yeah, I've got a pretty rich um, background in music. Um, my father started out being a uh, Motown musician. 
way back in the day. And he recorded and toured. He was on the whole Chitlin circuit, you know, with the, with all the, the acts and stuff, and Diana Ross and all of that. Um, played with Otis Redding. Um, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Parker, the birth. Yes, yeah, so Charlie Parker. Um, we played with just about everyone. Um, Dizzy Gillespie. Um, and then he's actually a jazz musician, but he did the whole Motown thing as well. Uh, Nancy Wilson, all of that. So, um, yeah, he was extremely active in, in music. Um, he was, uh, um, he got the Frank Sinatra Award one year, um, for jazz and something else. He did New York, New York. He's on that because he was in, actually in the movie and he recorded the, the soundtrack. Um, so yeah, he, he's, uh, a, a major, you know, player in the music industry, especially on the jazz scene. He's in the, uh, Jazz Hall of Fame out there in Oklahoma, where he's from. And then my, my late husband was the percussionist for Neil Diamond. Um, he also recorded with Herb Albert and Tijuana Brass, the, the second brass. Um, he recorded with, uh, Cosby, Stills and Nash, Fleetwood Mac. He did all the music for The Little Mermaid. So every time someone's kid wants to listen to The Little Mermaid, that's all the, all the, uh, steel pan playing. That's my husband. Um, and he was on the road with Neil Diamond for almost 30 years until he passed away. So yeah, big, uh, big, big musical background. Quite, quite, Just quite impressive incredible. actually. Yeah. There's no yeah. doubt. Just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, when I was a kid, I came over here twice as a kid to meet my dad, and you know, I came over for like two weeks, you know, twice as as a youngster, and he'd take me down to the musicians' union, and I was, you know, I I had no idea who these people were, but you know, later on in life, I was like, oh my god, I, I was sitting with that person, and oh my god, I was sitting with that person. It's like. I'm sitting with, you know, royalty, and I had no idea, you know, I was just, just a kid, you know, just hoping this session would hurry up and get bloody over so I could go to Disneyland or something, but I sat with some of the most incredible, incredible musicians, um, you know, that, uh, that there ever has been, and then, you know, of course, going on the road with Neil and that, that was, uh, that was an experience. I, I liken it to that movie Almost Famous, and uh, that was kind of how it was. It was just rock and roll just it was incredible and I was I was only 22 at the time I was a youngster myself so you know you go to all these big arenas you got these all these fans screaming thousands of fans just screaming going bananas and my husband and my uncle were right there up on the stage with Neil you know um so that was pretty interesting because my uncle's a musician as well you see so um but yeah, it was a it was a it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good learning experience, you know. And now when I go to the fights and they start playing Sweet Caroline, it's like, oh my god, are you bloody kidding me? So that came back to haunt me. But it's all good, I guess. After I've got to embrace yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And it's such a celebration when they do, and everyone gets into it over in the UK, and it's just like you feel it, like you feel the energy. Even like I'm in Vegas watching it through my television. And I feel that energy when they sing that Sweet Caroline. And it's that big <laughs> tradition, you know. But yeah. the tradition in family, um, you know, one thing I have to say about, you know, your company, Sheer Management, is that 
you guys seem like you're you're a tight knit group. Like you guys are all family. Like, and I've gotten to know some of your fighters and some of your staff members, and so many personalities, great characteristics. You could tell that there's admiration for everyone in the stable. And uh, would you mind telling me about like how that came to be? Because a lot of companies don't function that way, especially nowadays. Even before this whole Corona thing, you know, it seems like you guys are very old school in the sense that there's a lot of appreciation. And right away, I gravitated towards you guys. Um, some of the interviews I've done with your fighters, just electrifying personalities and so much admiration for you and other staff members and so much respect. And I, I respect that totally. So would you mind telling me, like, oh, how thank did you, you put that all together? Because that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, you know, it was it was interesting because I was friends with um uh Courage um Shabalala and uh, we've been friends for years, a former South African heavyweight. So we've been friends forever and ever, um, when I was over there with uh, Dan Goosen at Goosen Tutor. And um he, you know, called me one day and he was like, Hey, I need you to meet these people, you know, come meet these people that are trying to put a a management team together. So I went down there and met Lyle Green, Ken Shear. And uh, it was literally just the four of us sitting around a, a table at a restaurant. And they were like, okay, this is our idea. How do we do it? And I was like, all right, cool. We can do this, you know, and that was it. We're up and running. But we all have, um, you know, our individual personalities and, and uh, you know, everyone is amazing at what they do, obviously. But we, we do get along. We fight and argue all the time. Courage is always, like, his favorite thing is, I'm going to punch you in the neck. So it's like, oh, my God, not again. So, you know, but, but, but yeah, he'll call me and be like, hey, can I use your Costco card? I'm like, dude, I thought you just wanted to strangle me, you know. So we are definitely um, very, very close. You know, one, we, you know, you, you mess with one, you mess with all of us. Um, we all take our losses together. We take our victories together. Uh, we look out for each other all the time. Um, and, um, you know, we, we bring in fighters that uh, of the same kind of um, cloth, you know, from the same cloth as, as we are. We look for character. You know, that's a big, big, big thing, you know, personality, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's just all kind of, um, it really came together quite nicely, actually. I mean, you know, we have bumps in the road here and there, but we get we get through them all and um, as a group. And, uh, yeah, we get along just great. I had major surgery two years ago, and uh, they all, we all went. We all went to the hospital. <laughs> we all went to the hospital while I'm getting put under anesthesia. And I woke up and they're all sitting around my bed waiting, like everyone, the whole team, the whole, pretty much the whole stable was sitting around my bed waiting for me to wake up. That's how close we are. We're like, well, you have that gravitating, you have that gravitating personality within minutes of talking to you. Like last week, I realized it right away, even through email exchanges before we actually had a physical conversation. And, you know, family right. fight. That's what families are all about. But guess what? Yeah. You know, you could get into an argument with your brother or sister, but if anyone messes with your brother and sister, you got their back. You know? like, oh, that's a, that's 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. That's yeah. what families yeah. do. You know, whenever I yeah. get into a fight with a best friend, I say, you know what, we could black each other's eye one day, but it don't matter. The next day or even the next hour, you're still my brother. Well, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Even even with this whole COVID stuff going on, you know, Courage and, and uh, 
Ronald Ellis, Coach Ivan, they all literally live less than a mile from my house. We all live in the same neighborhood. And Courage had said something that he couldn't get whatever it was, coffee creamer and eggs. Because there's no coffee creamer and eggs at the store. What am I going to do? And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I happened to be going to the store and found coffee creamer and eggs. So I took it over to his house. I mean, that's just the kind of things that we do. If if I need a ride to the airport, he'll drop me off. I drop him off. And, you know, um, it's just, um, yeah, we, we really believe in that. That's the strongest part of of who we are, you know, is that family, that family bond, you know, I'm, I'm here on my own. I don't have, well, my dad lives down the street, but we don't speak. So I'm here on my own. Um, Courage is here, you know, he's got family out of state. So, you know, we've made ourselves a little family um, just the way we like it. You know, it's perfect. It it works for us. You know, it definitely works. So um, yeah, we've got a good little outfit and we've got a great stable of fighters. I love, all of my lads, they're great lads, um, and I'm very proud of them, you know, and they're all thriving, doing very well. And we've got a, you know, a, a nice handful of, of um, future champions on our hands, so that makes it all the better. There's no doubt, and you said a lot about character and personality. I noticed that when I started interviewing your fighters right away, and even people on your management team right away. And the way they support, like, that says something, too, like, you know, the way they'll share a show or even, like, come on my social media and be like, hey, man, you know, because I'm a musician, like someone or like something that I'm doing with my family and we, you know, have some email exchanges about randomness. I'm like, that's true character because I've been in yeah. this game a while and I've met some people and i met some really good people. i met some people that are dry or whatever, um, you know, but – the fighters and the people I've worked with through you thus far, I mean, they've been nothing but just awesome. Like, I consider them, like, friends at this point because they're just so, yeah. like, very approachable and, and, and yeah. charismatic. You know, with, I was talking about Ronald Ellis the other day. I mean, he's so electrifying. Oh, I love like, Ronald. Yeah. His personality yeah. is ridiculously tremendous, you know. And yeah. Victor Morales, like, he was great as well. And then, you know, with the interview I did, with Lyle, you know, I thought he was awesome as well, and they're just very approachable people, and I think that, you know, I, I don't even know um, anyone nowadays that is kind of like that in the industry of music and boxing. It's kind of all, like, very, like, sugar-coated, but I feel like when right. I talk to them, I get the genuine, you know, version Oh, of definitely, them. definitely. Yeah. What you see is what you get, you know, what you hear yeah. is what you get, and you know, Ronald, it, Ronald makes me laugh. Um, he, he's, he cracks me up. And I spend a lot of time, a, a lot of time with Ronald and a lot of time with his kids. He's got two, two little daughters, um, Nugget and Binky. Um, that's not their real names, obviously, but um, they're great little kids. And they come over and we bake cupcakes and hang out. And, you know, um, I just uh, I just love them, you know, but, but that's how close we all are. You know, I'll make dinner, they come over, watch the fight, you know, we bake cookies or we'll do whatever and just do stuff with the girls. And, um, you know, Ronald is funny. He really makes me laugh. He's a, he's a great kid. He's got a great smile. Um, he's just lovely. He really is. He's, he's um, him and 
victim moralis. I mean, they love to talk, so that's a good thing. You know, it's the ones that don't like to talk. It's like, oh, my God, this is going to be a struggle. But those two, they could talk your ears off, you know, and they never repeat themselves. They say something different each time, and they're very um, thoughtful, very kind individuals, you know. They really are. Um, There's especially no doubt. Victor. Yeah, Victor is... Um, Victor's very special. Victor's the one that would, you know, if he saw a car break down at the side of the road, he'd be the one stopping to change your tire, you know. Um, he's just lovely. Um, and Ronald is the same. He's just a funny, funny, funny kid. He just makes me laugh. I love him. Love him to bits. They're all good. Yeah, kids. Victor the was a, was a great interview. Victor was an absolutely great interview. Gave me a lot. And uh, that's what I liked is that, you know, he was comfortable talking about, you know, personal things that he's doing and,
Um, but there's like there's all kinds of different ones. The Peaky Blinders, of course, is brilliant. I don't know if you've caught that one yet. You've got to watch the Peaky Blinders. Next time I talk to you, I want to know that you've watched the Peaky Blinders. That's set <laughs> in my hometown in Birmingham, England. So it's a it's a street gang, one of the oldest um, and first gangs. Like in England, we have families, you know, um, and uh, they're travellers, um, but they're um, you know um, pretty pretty ruthless. It's a brilliant show. But I'm watching Sergio right now is uh, about a, a UN diplomat. Um, and it's it's pretty good. It's on Netflix. It looks it looks pretty good. So I'm watching that right now. So, but yeah, I just I just love anything really. Yeah, anything that takes my fancy. You know, I tried to watch um, what was it called? I bleed for this. I was like, what the hell? I'm about to bleed. This thing is horrible. I was like, what is this? You know. <laughs> but um, it it takes a special person to make a boxing movie. You know. Oh, there's no doubt. So, it's so, so yeah. Switching gears to comedy, do you watch Curb You and Curb Your Enthusiasm? I used to. I loved it. It used to kill me. I, I haven't watched it in years, but I loved it oh, when I was man. watching it. Yeah, he's hilarious. Is oh yeah, absolutely brilliant. You got to check this out. You want a I'm good laugh? Check it out. I mean, just yeah. yeah, start to finish, ten episodes, I believe it was. What a season! And it's like you you say to yourself while you're watching it, Are they going here? Yeah, they go there. <laughs> this is really happening. Yeah, this is really happening. I love Larry Wait, David. He are they cracked me up. <laughs> that Wait, is they're so doing funny. This? They're doing That's it. Funny. And it's just like, oh, my God. There was a time I actually had to hit the pause button on my DVR remote because I couldn't handle it. It was too much. Wow. And wow. Was, that is It was funny. too much. I remember when it first came on, and I was like, is this guy serious? It's just like. It's just like a real, com- like, what, is, what am I watching? But, oh, my God, he would have me in fits. I, I loved it. Yeah, very, very Oh, I was funny. crying. That one episode, yeah. I was crying. Yeah. Like, I was, watch- I was eating lunch with my girlfriend, and we were just sitting down, relaxing. I had to actually stop eating, pause the television. I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, That's I hilarious. He had me in stitches, literally, because I saw where it was going, and I knew, like, about five minutes into this particular episode, saying this, this is, and I hate to use the word genius and brilliant. But that's, right. I, to, I'm like, I saw where it was going. I'm like, all right, I know what they're setting up here. And the, right. the way it just fleshed out was just absolutely remarkable. I think I watched the episode four times. Cause it was so oh, that's good. hilarious. I love it because he's just so dry, and he's just like, yeah. What, what, like, what did I do? What, what, what did I do wrong? And everyone's like dying around him, and he's just like so, like just, I don't know. He's just hilarious. I, I absolutely adore him. He's funny, 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 funny. Great I don't guy. want to give anything away, but I will say one thing. He develops an app with his buddy Leon, and it's just, it's amazing, and it's, it's brilliant. Oh, and actually, it. I think it would be a great app. Yeah, well, you gotta check I'm it out. gonna watch it. I'm definitely so, gonna watch it. I love that show. Yeah, oh yeah, love it. Speaking of watching, um, you know, how do you think we're gonna be watching boxing in the next like month, month and a half? I mean, studio shows seem to be the thing that's coming about. Um, what are your thoughts on on where we're going? You know, I mean, I I hope that we are gonna be watching one way or the other. That's that's the first and foremost. You know, I um. 
I mean, if they do it in the studio, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be pretty surreal, actually, not having the fans and the whole bit, you know. Um, but, um, you know, whichever way we have to do it to be healthy to, to start off with. But I don't think it'll be like that for, for too long. I think I think it'll be a test run and then they'll realize we've got to bring an audience in. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, but um, I just need these kids to fight. You know, they're going bananas. But, you know, however it's got to be done, then then that's what we'll do. But it just, uh, you know, for cost-wise, it's like where, you know, what venues are they going to use? Where are they going to go that would keep the cost low if there's not going to be anybody in there? You know, where where are we going to do this? In the back garden, you know? It's like, what where's it going to happen? Um, so they're going to have to find, you know, smaller venues to do it in. If, like, you know, when when they say studio, well, what what do you mean by a studio? What you know, do we is right. there a soundstage? I mean, I guess we could do it on a soundstage. I mean, that that'd be fine, you know. But I just don't know. I just I just don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, it's hard to picture. Yeah, it's, it, it's very, very hard, hard to, picture. to picture. It is. It, it is. And, you know, it's it's kind of like um, it, it it makes me think about you know like when, when some of our kids have made their pro debut. David Mijares, for instance, he made his pro debut on the Canelo Khan fight, and he fought at like three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon, and there was no one in the arena, no one. The cleaning crew putting up chairs, and us, you know, empty. Could hear a, a feather bounce off the floor. It was that quiet, you know. And it was really weird. And then, you know, you go back a couple of hours later and it's and it's full to the brim. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to look. And I don't know how it's going to make the fighter feel when there's nobody there. You know, that's all part of it, isn't it? You know, you hear your name and you're being announced and you do the ring walk and you've got the music going and you've got all that going. So it's just going to be like, all right, okay, Adam, walk, you know, you're walking now. And, like, how, what's the production going to look like? You know, how is it going to be? So... I, you know, I hope it doesn't look cheap, you know, but it would, I just don't know how it's, how it's going to be. I just don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. That that much we do know, right? I mean, I just don't, they can't create um, that atmosphere, you know? I mean, how can they, do, it's almost like watching a comedy and it's canned laughter, you know? Remember yeah. like back in the day? So I just don't know. I don't know how it's going to be, but... I don't, whatever it's going to be, I don't think it'll be that way for, for long. I, I just, I just can't see it happening. People need to make money. The gate, the gate's got to be sold, you know, and overhead and all that kind of stuff. So I just, I just don't think it's going to be, um, you know, I was hearing, oh, you know, not till 2021. It's like, you try to stop it. I mean, and I, I get it. I get the health factor, obviously, and no one wants to get ill and die, of course, but, you know, you can't, you can't keep, you can't hold it off till 2021. That's impossible. It's impossible. It really is. And it's really I agree. Happening. You know, and, and, you know, one live event that's happening is the WWE in WrestleMania, which is a big spectacle. They pulled it off, but with an asterisk, like, it was weird to see, like, you know, uh, nothing happening in the background, no audience response, and it's like, you know, can we yeah. picture you know Deontay Wilder and, and Tyson Fury getting in for a third fight with no one there but camera crew and maybe two yeah. commentators? And how do you, exactly. like, how do you get up for that? How do you get up yeah. for that? Yeah, you know, it's really yeah. difficult. You play off the the crowd, the music, and 
you know, yeah. it's almost like an underground fight club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it is. It's, it's all the same. It's like you just, it, even the weigh-in. I mean, it all starts at the weigh-in. You know, it all starts Correct. at the press yeah. conferences, and it and it just kind of, you know, goes all the way through to the actual fight. So, yeah, I just I just can't see it. I can't see it. Um, I just I don't know how they're going to do it. It's going to. I'm sure a lot of heads are being put together right now to try to figure out the best way to do this. But I can't see an audi- audience less. That's a word. Um, fight night. <laughs> I just I just don't see it. I just don't. The only pro to it is that you actually get to hear, like, you know, you've been around sparring, you've been in gyms, and and when you have a a quiet room, what I mean by a quiet room is, like, there's only a few people in attendance, and you watch a sparring, you really hear the shock. You really hear the canvas. You really hear the people moving. So that gets you, like, automatically invested. Like, whoa, okay. Because when people refer to sparring as being light, I'm like, you're crazy. Sparring is not light. Some people are like, you don't spar sometimes. I'm like, you understand that there, there's no such thing as a light spar? Like, Ever. you can hit. Get, yeah. Exactly. You can hit. Yeah. What do you want to do? You're going to hit someone yeah. back, and it's on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. That's yeah, so that's exactly that's it. That's the yeah. only thing that you'll actually, I think people will, you know, if they focus the camera on the right, less of the backdrop, more on the fighters, it's just so weird that we have a, a situation nowadays. Like, when you look at the world, and, you know, I try to stay as optimistic as possible. And I was doing a podcast the other day. Uh, I've been doing so many shows to keep busy and, and stay positive. Yeah. I looked at my window, and I saw a bunch of people walking down my street with the masks on. And I remembered, like, a video game from, like, the, the, the 90s, Revenge of Shinobi, which, which was a, a ninja game. And it looked like mm-hmm. a bunch of ninjas were, like, walking down my street. I'm like, right. what the hell is happening here? You know, like, like what is going on, man? Right, and that's just, that. That's the thing as well. I mean, it's like obviously no one's going to be fighting with a mask on. It's like, but you know, these fighters get tested for every single thing known to man. So I'm sure they'll they will have. I I I can imagine now that they would have the COVID test as part of their as part of their uh, medicals. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, can you imagine, like, a bloody, the referee with a mask on? Or, and it's like, I, I actually believe, I, I've not met anyone really that, that has been affected by this too too terribly bad, like, over here. My, my friend's father died, but that was over in England. But I think hanging out in these smelly, sweaty, filthy gyms has given us a, a bit of a barrier to anything, really. I don't know that we'll catch anything. But, um, yeah, I can only imagine that the rest wearing a, a, a mask and the judges and, and all of that. It's just, I, I just, I don't know that people are going to want to want to go for it because they're going to go, it's not real, you know. We've been right, spoiled. and on a serious note, too, like, you know, um, if a fighter gets injured, the hospitals are so flooded nowadays, man. Like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. God forbid there's a brain bleed or something like that. Like, you wonder what kind of treatment they'll get automatically. Exactly. And every second yeah. counts. Like, it's nothing mm-hmm. more But we saw a lot of stuff happen in boxing over yeah. the past yeah. year. So, in 2019. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. tragic. God, you know, that so, just reminds me. We're coming up on a year for, for almost for, for Max and Dadashev. Yeah, exactly. So, so geez. These are, these are tough yeah. things. But, you know, uh it's one of those things where you you have to really think before we do anything. And when people are like, you know, looking for a a 
quick antidote. I'm like, you guys got to wait, man. We all got to, like, use our heads and, you know, you know, cooler heads prevail, you know, like to come together and, and uh, yeah. you know, we'll figure it out. I feel bad for the – um, yeah, I feel bad for the, for the kids going to the Olympics because now they've got to wait yeah. another year, you know, all that time, you know, that they've, they've already put four years in. Um, that's got to be, a, you know, a soul crusher. Um, I'm wondering how many are going to turn over and just turn pro um, and, you know, rather not wait, you know. I, I know a couple of that are going to continue on, but there are some that are going to go pro because they don't want to wait. But it's like, okay, well, you're going to go pro, but you're not even going to be fighting yet. So, you know, that's that's another thing you've got to deal with, you know. But um, it's sad. It's, 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 it's a terrible situation all the way around. I mean, I when I first heard of it, this whole COVID thing, I had no idea it was going to uh, uh, be what it was, obviously, and I just didn't think it was going to affect boxing as, as as drastically as it has, um, as well as everything else. You know, it could be worse, though. I mean, we could be burying loved ones, obviously, so I always keep that in mind. But just watching all of my lads, you know, they're all trying to stay fit, you know, staying. I told them, keep training because the phone will ring. Once this is over, the phone is going to ring nonstop. Because for the ones that are training, there's a handful that aren't. And I want my kids to get those phone calls, you know. So, um, But, yeah, we'll just have to see how it all plays out. But hopefully not before long. You know, maybe I'd say September, you know, if not before. But September we'll have a big – we'll have a we'll, – you know, we'll come back real strong. Canelo versus whomever. And it'll be pretty bloody awesome, you know. So To me, that's very realistic that. what you said. You yeah. know, the trajectory of when we're going to be back on course, I think will be September. And, you know, yeah. it, it's changed everyone's lives, whether it's in the boxing world, the, the whatever world that you're in, that you do for a living, occupation, you know, it, it set everyone back. And you, you've got the right mentality when you're talking about to your fighters, like, stay in shape. And for yeah. me, too, like, you know, just doing everything I can do. Because eventually the world will open up. And we're yeah. going to have to answer to this world, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a difficult struggle, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, we're going to persevere. We're going to get through it. And and that's what's yeah. Well, that's it. That's isn't it? I, I mean, yeah, me yep. too. I mean, you know what? I mean, we 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 continue to fight. We're fighting right now. We're fighting to to get through oh, yeah. it, you know. And we just have to, you know, stay the course and and get through it. And just um, it's just I think it. It's given us all time to just kind of stop and think about our own lives and what means the most to us and where do we want to go, where do we see ourselves. I think when you're in the thick of it and you've got back-to-back fights and you're always on the road like I am, um, I never miss a fight, you know. Um, So, you know, I'm always constantly traveling, going and going and going and going and going. I rarely, I have, a, I have a daughter. I rarely speak to her, and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot I've got a kid. I better call her, you know. So, um, and she probably thinks the same thing, but you know, for different reasons. But you know, I, I do have to get you, and you lose touch. You become detached from your friends. You become detached from whatever's going on. You know, your home isn't even really your home because you're just so into your career, your your work, your job. You know, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever you wish to call it. And I think this has given us time to just sit back and and really take it all in and um, reevaluate and maybe re- for some of us restructure in our lives. I know for me that that's definitely going to be something that I'm going to do. 
Um, I want to do the things that I've always wanted to do, you know what I mean? And I haven't because my life has been, you know, completely dedicated to boxing, completely, almost 20 years. I've been, but I've been in America for 30 years in August. So the first, you know, 10 years was, was music. And the last 20 has been, almost 20 has been boxing. As that, and it's always been, you know, that's, that's always been the way. So now it's kind of like, time to for everyone to pick up that hobby that you've been wanting to do or go see what else there is out there that you you want to try go do it you know got nothing it's to that lose, reset you know? button on life it's that yeah. reset button on yeah. life you're absolutely correct and i'm doing the same thing and you know not to sound corny but i'll go outside and i'm actually able to go for a walk and appreciate the landscaping around my property right I, I right. noticed things in my house I've never even noticed before. Like, wow, this ceiling, the way it's cut, is so amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like I almost feel like I'm stoned, but I'm not because I'm able to slow down <laughs> life. Right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I look at yeah. things different. I'm like, yo, I've always appreciated stuff. I've always appreciated stuff. But now I'm really, like, stopping and smelling the roses. And that's the best expression, yeah. you know? And, and plus I get to spend the entire day with my chihuahua. How amazing is that? <laughs> you know, yeah, like pretty flipping cool. It, it, I want it, a dog. It, I'm desperate for a dog. Oh, get desperate a dog. So now better yeah. time than ever. Adopt. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Actually, I, I know someone one. in California I can put you in contact with. Uh, you're out in Cali, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put you in contact with someone that runs a shelter, and she's got beautiful oh, yeah. dogs. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Beautiful, I'll go check it out. Yeah. 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 I'd love one. Absolutely. I love I love animals, you know, I do. I I love dogs. I'm a dog person, you know, but um oh, me too. But yeah, it's just you know, it's just time for I think this is a good time for everyone. Just just stop and think of where you are in mm-hmm. life and where do you want to be in life, you know? Um and make it happen. I mean that's just that's just how it that's just how it is, you know. For me that's how it's going to be, you know, making a lot of changes. I still obviously been with my boxing. I'm not going to leave my lads behind. I don't trust anyone with my kids but me. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll step out and do some other things as well that, that I want to do, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, that's what I tell everyone is, is, you know, do something. You have time. Like, I'm going to learn how to play chess. I always wanted to. Never had the time mm, to learn it. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, That's a good stuff one. like that, puzzles. I was like, I, you know, I told my girl, I'm like, let's get some puzzles. Like, I always want to do puzzles, but guess what? I don't, I never had the time because I'm working yeah. so much and doing so much. And, uh, you know, there's so much we could do to occupy our time. And, and that's what we have to do. And that's why I love talking so much, Rachel, is that you focus yeah. on the positive. And that's what I tell everybody. Like, look at the bright side. Like, yes, we're going to have hard days. Yes, we're going to get up. And we're going to be over it and just be like, man, I just want to do something. I want to go out yeah. and do this, go to a restaurant, go to a bar. I get it, you know. But unfortunately, it is what it is right now. And mm-hmm. we have to figure out what it is to do, you know, to yeah. pass the time. A video yeah. game, time with your family. Um, like you said, reconnect with friends. Like, that's the yeah. that's my favorite part of this, honestly. <laughs> is that I get to yeah. sit down with buddies and we have heart-to-heart conversations, like, to catch up with their life, it's, it's yeah. great. So, so there, yeah. there is pros to this. There is it definitely pros to, to it. Negative. 
Yep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It doesn't have to be that way, you know. I mean, you know, my daughter was supposed to get married this year. She's not getting married this year now, you know. This, it's not going to happen now, but maybe next year, you know. And I thought, oh, we'd be picking out dresses and bloody fucking cake tasting and all that crap. None of that's <laughs> happening, you know. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, I mean, I've, I've reconnected with a lot of my friends from home, you know, in England and things like that. And, you know, just, um, and, and I've realized I miss these people. I've missed my friends that I grew up with. I've missed them, you know, and, and, and some of them I haven't seen since the eighties when we all left school, you know, and I came to America in the 90, uh, 1990 actually. So, you know, but I realized like my heart misses my friends. I literally legit miss them and I want to know all about them. I want to know what they've been doing. So that's been a good thing for me. You know, how was life treated you since we all, uh, you know, left school and, and gone on with our lives? Who's married? Who's got kids? Who's done this? Who's done that? I found out one of my friends, she named her daughter after my daughter because she loved my daughter's name. I was like, oh my God, I, I would never have known that, you know? So it's just, um, it's just, yeah, you just got to take a, a deep breath. Think about those that are in worse situations than us. I mean, we're lucky. I'm blessed. You know, my boss, Ken Shear, is a great guy. I want to kill him every single day. I want to kill him. I always say, where are you right now? Because I'm going to come kill you, you know. But uh, he, he won't let anyone suffer. He's not letting anyone go without. If you need something, he's the one that's going to be helping. You know, that's what I love you know, about the situation, the financial situation, the job situation that I'm in, I'm very, very, very lucky. I'm watching people getting laid off right, left and center. That's not happening with us. You know, all of our kids are still eating. We're eating, you know, we'll be able to pay our bills. You know, he easily could have said, hey, listen, you know what? The world has gone to shite and uh, everyone, you know, it's every man for themselves. He would never, he wouldn't have it any other way than the way we've got it. You know, we're, we're all still good and I'm very thankful for that. And because I have that peace of mind, it allows me to, to go and do, you know, all the other things that I want to do. Um, so that's obviously a good thing. So, yeah. I'm, that's I'm why blessed. I mentioned the family business. I could tell that you guys have that look to you, you know. Yeah. That, that yeah. you guys definitely do that, you know, like that you take care of each other, you have each other's back, you know, and that's why I, 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 I'm so happy that I've had this connection with you guys because, like I said, there's some of the positive vibes, and that's what we all need right now. You know, yeah. I keep telling everyone, like, don't take me as a hippie. Maybe I am. Maybe I like to stop and look at trees nowadays more than ever and hug them. Whatever. Right. You know, like, what right. to get you through this thing in a positive yeah. way. And that's why yeah. I love talking to progressive and positive people. And, and Rachel, yeah. I, I cannot thank you enough for coming oh, on today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You my pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. Anytime. I love to talk. Right yeah, there's about. no doubt about it. And I'll be calling <laughs> you a lot. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. Sounds good. things to talk yeah. about. Yeah, definitely. You're always welcome, you know, and... My lads would love to always talk to you, so anything you need, you just let us know. All right? Gotcha. Thank you so much. Yep. I'll talk to you soon, Rachel. Thank you so much. You got it. Of course, of course. You take care of yourself. All right, bro. Take care. I will do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.